Welcome to the Baptist, a podcast about faith, doubt, and community. But I'm gonna try. That's true. But I'll try not to do it. Okay. Do what you gotta do. Okay. Okay. I feel that's progress. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the women's ordination episode of The Baptist. It's finally I'm, here. It's, it's finally, finally here. here. My name is Brian. Unlike women's ordination. <laughs> My name is Brian. Too soon. <laughs> I'm Logan. This is Laura Marshall. And this is Kobe. So um, we've been hard-pressed by a variety of folks um some in this room as to why we haven't had this episode before i haven't we had this episode before brian uh for me it's because it's too easy of a conversation to pretend that it was productive um because it, it just seems like the church is sexist and that's bad and everyone's like okay or no it's not and then there's not much mm. beyond that okay um so that and so I'm not sure I haven't been sure what else to include in the conversation mm-hmm. um, is, that why we brought, is that why we brought the women <laughs> um, uh, in part but so this is gonna be a very honest episode I feel I'm just gonna <laughs> sit, I'm just gonna say whatever I feel um, and I feel a little shame right now I'm not gonna lie How I don't know why this is bold. not this is not a I don't, I don't know, but uh, maybe it's because I'm a man and I'm just supposed to feel that way. I don't know. Please help me. Um, but so I've actually have, well, did want to have this conversation because unlike Brian, I do like um, talking about things and getting angry at people in power. And then, you know, and just that's how I like show my powerlessness. I get angry at them. Um, but you're right. It's not productive, but um I think we measure productivity differently, and I think having the conversation and uh, having people, j- you know, part of it, um, different part of p- different people join, I think that's productive uh, enough. Or, yeah, yeah. We're being very brave right now, is what we're trying we're to say. We, the men in the room, yeah. are being very brave right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hashtag yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. Hashtag you <laughs> <laughs> um, men are so brave and vulnerable. We try, we try. Um, but yeah, I guess if we could just go around just talking about how we feel the conversation has been thus far in the, the church dialogue. Ignored? I'm still a little heated, to be honest. Why is that? Well, because you, Anthony, mm-hmm. claim that you've been wanting this conversation. Yes. But I have the receipts to uh-huh. disprove that claim. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Brian, like, pin this on me? Cause no, sir. Uh-huh. Who did? Who talked? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, like, <laughs> um, I, ha- I, like, out of the two of us, like, this is sort of my, ish- like, issue. And it's not. this longer than. Right, I've been pushing this longer than Brian has, uh, and I actually have been listening to him because I think he's, in a, in a way, he's right. Um, he's like, who's going to tune in to listen to us who are not women or not trying to be pastors? Like, and he's, and in a way, he has a point, right? Um, but in a way, you also do, and the fact that... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, just the, the 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 condescension is part of my personality and not necessarily part of my. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so I mean, there's like a lot of politics that probably play into that conversation. Um, I mean, the global church perspective has been that since we've seen. Um, maybe progress in the conversation of women's ordination. We've also seen heavy pushback. Um, I would say the global church actually does a really good job at mirroring, like, you know, our national politics. When you see progress, you see pushback. We saw that. We saw that with the election of Ted Wilson. Um, and then Ted Wilson started to create unions all throughout Africa in order to guarantee that he would make sure that women did not become ordained members of our uh, church. And it's funny because the vote in 20... Um, 15 um, wasn't even a women's ordination vote. It was just the vote to allow unions, I mean divisions, to decide on their own if they should ordain women or not. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I think the conversation is continuing to progress. We've seen over the last few years since the no vote in 2015, we've seen um, the North American division push further and the conferences in the division and the unions in the division push further to ensure that women can work and are um, allowed to be here. They've put in initiatives to hire more women in the, in the church. Um, they've actually do matches where it's um, kind of so almost some form of like affirmative action where they're like giving if this conference, they can, a conference can pay less if they hire a woman because the union and division will match money in there so they can guarantee that there's a position. So maybe create a position if you didn't have the funds for it. So we're seeing some progress, um, which is good. Um, but at the same point, we still haven't put it at a high platform. And it's funny because when the vote went no in 2015, people were like, I don't know why we're wasting our time. We're going to have way bigger issues that are going to come forward in our church if we're not accepting and we're seeing other denominations really even split over that right now because they're like oh we don't like you don't like women come to find out you don't like a lot of things mm -hmm. um a lot of different types of people so i mean it's like a positive negative i think it's you know one step forward two steps back kind of how it just keeps going but still eventually you get some somewhere no you go backwards i guess mm -hmm. yeah which which was popular in the 80s and 90s so <laughs> Kobe? Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily know what kind of stance I want to take on it. Other than that, um, I guess for churches to sort of consider like new membership and how to sort of get people into the church, if mm. we're looking at sort of modern Christianity and how you're going to gain people and get people's interest in the church if it's sort of like lacking on certain issues like ordaining women and not having yeah. enough conversations and topics about women in the Bible. Right. I think is extremely important. Yeah. To at least highlight. Do you do you think in your opinion the church maybe maybe not perhaps this church but the church is a safe place for women? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, because like, you know, if you were to ask if you were to ask different people that question you get different answers it, it's pr it's probably a safe place for logan but it's sometimes not a safe place for me and now i'm asking you i mean it depends on what you mean by safe right expectations can yeah. vary 
generation culture well, what is, gender. Yeah. I think the better question is is the church a place that respects women mm. or sees women as uh, equivalent has the church ever done that has a church ever done that and how, then why do you come then I think our church started that way uh-huh. I mean Ellen White was our, our originator of who we are within Adventism so of course but they also had a face to put with it um, and they actually found out that they couldn't really function without her mm. um, and so with that it became not necessarily safe but uh, the leadership being the woman it was hard to deny the mm. need to create it to be more safe um, and so yeah I mean I think when you talk about safety though you think of children mm. you think of like protecting I mean no we don't protect women we don't keep women safe we don't um, ensure that we build spaces that protect and 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 make sure that they can be as creative and as fun and as um, you know lead and do all the things that they should be able to do we don't we don't allow for that. I, I think you could make a pretty easy argument that most churches begin with this kind of democratized impulse of community, um, very much including women. You can say that about the early Christian church. You could say that about um, the uh, like 19th century boom of uh, religious experiences in America. You know, like as Ellen White was, you know, one kind of mystical character in the uh, Northeast Coast soup, uh, New England soup, uh, clam chowder, I guess. Yeah. Um, never been, uh, just, or had clam, had chowder, clam chowder, but just riffing off that. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, spiritualism was a contemporary, uh, you know, religious and cultural movement that was happening in tandem with Adventism, and a big part of that was because it started with two uh, teenage, preteen girls who communicated with spirits in their bedroom and the fact mm-hmm. that you know children and women can interact with the spiritual world without a male mediator or without a kind of um, institutional medium um, that is in part why uh, the spiritualist movement was such a big thing and so uh, has the church ever been a safe space for w- women I think that it's kind of easy to say that when women feel safe church structures build around that and then kind of keep building and like the walls get thicker and um, and then it, it becomes a kind of prison that we mm-hmm. become acclimated to stay in. I think it's more so like dynamics of power. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're trying to ask a question if the church is safe for women, I would say yes because it's, it's encaged mm-hmm. and if you're wanting to ask if the church is trying to promote this empowerment of women, um, supporting them within the church, supporting, talking about having conversations about how women are engaged, um, how women should have more control over their bodies, mm. um, that's empowering. And I think that they real, I mean, I would say it's sort of oppressors in this sense are afraid of that. And so by sort of diminishing those conversations, um, sort of encage women. Yeah. And that's where it's sort of safe for women because it's like you're you're not really um, knowledgeable about certain things. You're not really building this type of agency for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's it's safe, but it's also dangerous. Kind of so Stockholm I have syndrome. a question for you about that. Like, so I've I'm not friends with them, but I, I know people that are Adventists that are women 
and that would push back against because I asked them like are you feminist and they're like no I'm not feminist mm-hmm. and they point to those things of like uh, this I'm in the church to not be in the world and the world is where dangerous feminists live um, and uh, and we I don't want to live that way right mm-hmm. and so I usually don't say anything after that because I, I don't really have the words for that um, but uh, I'm How not do you I'm, respond to that? I'm not gonna you know tell them like no you should like I'm a feminist like uh, you know you should also be a feminist you're a female um, but uh, but it, it's you talk to you talk to this friend you talk to my mother right very different conceptions and then you talk to Laura uh, very hmm. different conceptions of what it means to be a woman in church and you're right, and it's, it, it manifests in what does it mean to be safe? Safe from something or safe to exist and to tap into um, the other world? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting, just, just before Brian gets bored, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when people went after, you know, mystics, it usually was women, right? And they would burn them. Um, and uh, so there's something, like, scary about a, a female being able to be empowered without a male intercessor, um, I think that's something. That's a. That's a. That's, you know. That scares you. It doesn't scare me. I think it scared uh, <laughs> the people in Salem. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. yeah. There are a bunch of men that were also burned. Yeah, in but Salem. like. True. True. They were Just, right alongside. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> yeah. Ryan had to get that in there. Hashtag gay people were also burned. But um, yeah. <laughs> I can come back to that, but go ahead. Well, like, is it, if we're talking about safety, though, aren't we? Yeah. We have to have the conversation as um, a percentage and a majority. Yeah. Like, is it safe for some undocumented people in the United States? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it safe for undocumented people? No. Like, that's the conversation. You can't be um, a parent and say to your child, hey, you can come to this church that is Seventh-day Adventist and guarantee that they're going to be able to be whatever they want to be within that church. They may That church may not allow them to be ordained as a deacon or an elder or even lead out in any kind of prayer on stage. Yeah. They may not let them preach. They may the, So, like, what safety? That they can sit there and be complacent in the pews and pray? Sure. Is it safety and allow them to actually be who they would like to be? No, there's it doesn't. Our church still does not allow across the board. No, maybe in California we get that, but mm. not not where I'm from mm. or where Laura's from. Yeah, I think that's interesting to sort of get rid of all these like sort of archaic ideologies behind what can be done, what can't be done. Like I think about like my mom going to Loma Linda back in the day and like having sort of separate classrooms where you have like black mm. kids and the white kids or like mm. black kids can't really? get certain vaccinations but the white kids can and mm. having that done at Loma Linda Academy. So, mm. and so I mean, she's California. not Seventh-day Adventist, she's, <laughs> she's Jewish, but mm. I mean, just asking that question sort of like, so why do you still come to church? Why do you still believe in what you believe? Um, I think varies for some people, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go ahead. Well, clearly, I'm I'm the devil's advocate here. Uh, no, no high five. <laughs> <laughs> you don't high five on a podcast. Um, <laughs> I I think the fact that we even started on is this a safe place for women is indicative of our attitude towards women as 
the demographic that needs to be protected. Yeah, no, that, yeah, but in my defense, that's in the culture right now, I, right? Actually, Safe Brian spaces for brought women. that up. No, so. I didn't. No, no he, he asked about Oh, well. Yeah. No, 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 it, right. it is. Right now, that's the conversation, it, right? Um, so I think, I think the more relevant question is, mm-hmm. are women seen as a valuable... Uh, well, people Participant uh, part of, of the church, or yeah. are we just anybody? They're going to say yes. We're but, seen yeah. as second-class yeah. citizens when it comes to spiritual matters. Evidenced by uh, the fact that my church doesn't believe yeah. I meet the criteria to preach the word of God because I yeah. have a set of you know stuff equipment yeah. mm-hmm. that's different. What, than... what about that equipment makes you not? You know, I, 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 it's never been explained to me. Um, well, me. <laughs> thank you. Please don't. <laughs> uh, I think... The so, whole mission of... The, sorry, Brian. No, go ahead. That's another thing. Why do women always have to apologize? Don't. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> never apologize, even when I should. <laughs> <laughs> even when I'm in the wrong. <laughs> never they, apologize. I think there's... If I may quote Governor Romney. I, you may not. <laughs> okay, all right. I think there's a productive um, class analysis regarding this topic, at least in terms of women's ordination, in that, um, well, okay, so what does it mean to be safe? Um, to what degree does debt uh, affect one's safety? And to what... Debt? De- debt. Okay. To what degree does... Um, going into thousands of dollars of debt for theology seminar uh, seminary classes, both free. men or women, <laughs> yeah. and then um, and then if the institution that provides those loans um, also disallows, you know, uh, I don't know half a third. I don't know what percentage of you know That's seminary students are fraud. women. Oh, like one fifth. <laughs> Is it a fifth? Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a, out of every five, there's one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because, you know, the, like the whole kind of, uh, yeah, the, the institution and the power that it wields and the power that it allows to be passed on and allows to, you know, not be passed on, um, I feel that that kind of um, is part of, like an underlying unspoken thing that we haven't brought up yet. And then also something that Kobe was saying earlier that I that sparked the thought in me was, um, you know, is the purpose of, you know, changing uh, policies and beliefs and ideologies um, to uh, get more people to join the church? Because, you know, if, if that's the case, then women's ordination is merely damage control and not liberation by any means Mm -hmm. and then once you do women's ordination um and you kind of leave it there as a success you have a whole bunch of other archaic ideas that are (laughs) just are you just going to like plow through them like one by one or um try to talk about an underlying thing yeah but society trans pastors trans ordination or non-binary society has changed a lot in the last 10 years and why is the church why hasn't there even have hasn't why haven't they kept up with the with the pace of society? Um, the role of women has changed tremendously in fifty years, and yet when you enter an Adventist church, um, 
you sort of go to you sort of enter a time machine and you kind of go back to you know a couple of decades ago when you're a woman or when you're a person of color or when you're a gay person right um, it seemed I don't know it seems like this institution has been um, maintained by a, by a specific members of a, of a specific sex and members of a specific um, social class and members of a specific race and it's sort of been kept safe for them and then everyone else we sort of have to just live with it uh, and we get to be part of the church um, but when we want to affect real change there's an asterisk you know mm -hmm. um, and so I feel that too Laura <laughs> <laughs> very much so right um, and you're right Brian like and, and this is what part of the reason why we didn't bring this up, because women's ordination seems like a red herring, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like like a policy issue that if we fix that, everything's going to be fixed, and it's not, right? Um, it's a fig leaf yeah. of sorts. But it feels like more than that as mm -hmm. a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the purpose of the church, any Christian church? Mm -hmm. to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. No? We um, can work with that, sure. Uh, <laughs> Give or take. The Great Commission, sure. Yeah. Let's look at the demographics of, well, we'll go with the SDA church since that's what we're most familiar. Heard Correct it, me heard if I'm it. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Women make up the majority of the congregation, something like 60-40? Probably. I, and I would hazard to guess that women make up a majority of the labor involved in continuing the church, although unpaid. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Wow, I'm so, so brave, Brian. So brave. Kudos. Um, um, okay. And but. however, they are so intent on maintaining the power structure that they're going to dismiss a majority of their congregation from carrying out the whole mission of mm. the church. And you see that as a fundamental flaw. Yes. Right. And I'm, to play uh, devil's devil's advocate, I'm just imagining oh, that the response, um, get past the dualism, Anthony. Okay, fine. It's a wider world out there. Sure. Right. Um, but I would guess that the response, you know, kind of tepid response would be like, well, not everyone is like, ready to have this conversation and this conversation might cause others faith to stumble i would argue that it's causing women's faith to stumble mm. i'm about to leave mm. this church because i'm not recognized as an equal part of it mm -hmm. i'm not qualified to carry out the mission mm. yeah so i mean this is huge where what is the future of our church if you're alienating a majority of it 5446. Mm. Thanks, Logan. And uh, w which, <laughs> Logan has been on which statistic? <laughs> Hello, yeah, I was doing a thumbs. What yeah. statistic do those numbers belong to? 54% uh, women. The statistics okay. department of the Adventist Church, we have one of those. Yes. I don't know. We actually do. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I yeah. follow them on Twitter. No, I don't. You're it, right, Laura. I think you're right. I think, but, I, mm -hmm. I think going and like encompassing all of that, a big thing, though, is this is definitely seen by many as a snowball um, issue. 
and we talked about you know what about isms with you know other mm -hmm. people groups coming to the same realization and yeah if you ordain women People say, well, who, what are we going to... Don't, don't you remember in, slippery slope. Exactly. in yeah. 2006 to 11 mm -hmm. when they were talking about gay marriage in mm -hmm. the United States? They were like, what are we going to let them people mm -hmm. marry dogs? Well, no one's tried to marry a dog yet. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's honestly mm -hmm. not a thing. But people do see women's ordination. If we let this happen, what about... And it's like, well, yeah, you know, let's yeah. kind of start with the fact of the main two groups of people that exist within our faith. Um, and maybe empower those two equally. Um, but I will say that the main reason, it's not, a lot of people don't leave because we as Christians are taught biblically that roles exist mm -hmm. and different roles mm -hmm. are supposed to exist for certain reasons. Whether right, wrong, or otherwise is mm -hmm. not a thing, but I mm -hmm. know for a fact why many older women in our church have remained is because they too buy into some of these roles. I don't agree with the roles. I think roles were the first curse of sin, but um, nonetheless, the roles are there, and it's 100% why a ton of people, unlike yourself, Laura, would say, I'm still here because I actually they actually buy into this structure mm -hmm. that does like exist, sure. whether or not do you think like, those, I don't yeah. buy into it, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And so a lot of people are going to say, ah, well... Women play their role, men play their role, you know. I, mm -hmm. Well, you grow up the in the church, you're socialized to buy into 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. For sure. Well, obviously it didn't work. Well, then your children moved to California. <laughs> look at them now. <laughs> Take a look. Uh, a point of view that I would like, you know, in regards to that slippery slope argument of like, you know, well, if, if, if a man can marry a man, what's to stop a, do a man from marrying a dog? Um, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just say then, like, why not just, um, and, I, okay, I would just say, like, why not just do away with the idea of marriage? And I've heard in this conversation, um, uh, you know, other folks saying, like, why not just do away with the idea of ordination? And it just seems, and I think that's also... It's a cop-out, yeah. 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 I mean, it can is. we just agree on recognizing that the slippery slope argument is a logical fallacy. Oh, for yes, sure. Yes, it is. So, I just want to dismiss it altogether. But people don't believe it because it's logical. We will believe it because it yeah. makes them afraid. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they yeah. People yeah. don't like to be told late mm -hmm. in life that what they've been taught was yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's like, true. We're asking a bunch of people late in life to change their opinion on something they've been yeah. taught to be mm -hmm. wrong, and then we're like, why didn't they change their opinion? Which, which I don't care about that. But what scares me is that people our age, people younger than us, are going to seminary and are being taught by those people. Yes. And they're going to be in charge in 10 years. Well, all and the seminary professors support women's ordination. Literally the only one that didn't in mm -hmm. 2015 retired. Every single seminary professor supports women's ordination. I'm not talking about women's ordination. I'm talking about the, these roles. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. That yeah. I, I had many issues with seminary professors about... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, they were like, yeah, I'm a progressive teacher. I support women's ordination. And I'm like, yeah, but what about that? I'm the whataboutist there. I'm like, there's yeah. a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, what about, you know, race issues in our church? What about actual misogyny that goes further than, oh, we let you pastor? You know, what about LGBTQ plus acceptance right. or affirmation or membership? So you're membership the slippery, slippery talk. Marriage? About. I am the slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I am the logical no, fallacy. You're, no, you're the sign, and I'm actually the slope. So oh. <laughs> I think the generational aspect of this topic is what makes it relevant to us mm. and to this podcast, mm-hmm. because our views are underrepresented in the SDA church. Mm-hmm. You know, really, all we've got yeah. out there to represent us is. God forbid, Logan Stout. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he forbids. <laughs> so I, no, if, right. if we're not talking about this, our generation and the generation below us, Gen Z, um, where is the church going, if anywhere, other than sudden death? Because everybody's pulling out. Right. Yeah. And... Um... And I feel like this is something that Kobe said, although I can't remember quite the comment that sparked this idea, or the archaic ideologies, just because, yeah, this is just like one of the, I feel like the tip of the iceberg as to things that just don't match with reality that the church purports to be reality. And and once you get rid of, uh, I don't know, once you circumcise the tip, there's just the rest to... The iceberg to deal no, with. Wait, that was so ah! crappy. What? I was just Image. struggling with some visual imagery, but yeah, I'm no longer iceberg. struggling with visual imagery. Once you melt the ice caps of the penises, you have the rest <laughs> of climate change to deal with. I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Then you ask me why people think you're weird. And um, <laughs> and so and you know. I like that. Thank you, thank you. The voices of our generation. <laughs> I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> how brave, how brave. Um, I, but all, and then another angle, because this is, we're kind of talking as to, you know, the official discussion in regarding uh, gender and spiritual authority, but um, just regarding gender in general, Adventism, and I feel just a lot of American Protestantism is just mired in a very, uh, you know, binary model that, you know, keeps uh, women unsafe from men and other women, but also keeps men unsafe from themselves and other men. And um, and so I think, like, a medicinal um, part of the conversation would be to fight for trans or non-binary non-binary. Um, seminary students' right to be ordained or officially accepted. Only them, only they can be ordained. How about that? New rule. They're they're the closest <laughs> to men. They're closer than women, right? Well, they're both. So I'm, I'm right. Um, no, in some ancient cultures, that was the it's, case, right? They would be um, what we call intersex people. They would be the high priests because mm-hmm. they were thought to be higher than humanity. We covered this um, in a reading in our Badventist book club, which yeah. still happens, by the Shamelessly way. Shamelessly plugging it right now. Um, yeah. But uh, go on in. Yeah. And uh, so nice little vision for the future there. Kobe, what, what, is the <laughs> what is the vision for the future? Because, look, and I'll be honest, Laura, part of the reason I, didn't want to, I did not want to have this conversation was a similar reason I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have the LGBTQ conversation. Because, but you're, I had to have it, and we had to have this one, because I, I don't really because like Because I kept w- nagging them. True, no, you're right. Um, uh, don't fall into stereotypes, Laura. <laughs> it's unbecoming. <laughs> You're better, you're better than that, Laura. Oh, that was, that was layered. Know your role. <laughs> I, I'm but out. I, but I don't, I don't really like to wallow in powerlessness and anger. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to do that, like, for my life, you know? Like, yeah. I can't live that way. Um, uh, and so I have found recently, I, I, 
it's been harder and harder to be optimistic and harder and harder to be hopeful. Mm. And so um, what does the future look like? Um, mm. What would you like the future to look like, Kobe? <laughs> what is success? Oh, that's too In this cool. role, <laughs> in this topic. I think that the church is obsolete. Okay. I think that... Um, this generation and the next are going to transform, um, transform, I guess, the sense of like community and like institutional mm. churches to what mm -hmm. it was um, into something that is inclusive. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited for that. Mm. How if it's obsolete? I mean, church as, in, as in the sense of like out. the traditional sense of church like, you know, it's, oh, it's restricted yeah. mm -hmm. to going on Saturday or Sunday, mm -hmm. whatever. And it's, there's a sermon, there's worship. I think mm. that, over time, I think it's going to be transformative to um, include more people, include more ideas, um, and it's going to look very different. Um, hmm. I think that's sort of the trajectory of where it's going if the church continues to live um, hmm. with these like sort of constricting ideas of hmm. um, who can participate in the church and what ideas are more popular to share. Um, that's where I think it's going. And I don't think it's bad. Okay. I love Kobe's vision of the future, mm. unlike Logan's poor, poor vision. <laughs> what was my vision? Logan hasn't given his vision yet. <laughs> um, and my, my we had to cut it out. That's how poor it was. <laughs> my fear is that our generation and those that follow will become so disillusioned by these antiquated arguments mm. that will pull out of religion and spirituality altogether, which is, you know, what we've seen increase throughout the decades. Mm. It's just people leaving the church for reasons so, related to this. So I guess we have more fake Buddhists to look forward to. <laughs> church at least in Berkeley. Church yeah. won't disappear, though. It'll just replace itself with something else. I mean, yeah. anything good that exists continues to exist even if it's rebranded some other way. Look at, there's a great example within an Adventism that is our vegetarian, vegan message that was branded for so many years as the best way to get close to God. And now the rest of society's been like, uh, actually, it's just the best way to lose weight and be healthy and live a long time. We'll brand it as that and everybody will buy the heck out of it. Yeah, you know, we're still expecting royalties from that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Impossible Burger or whatever yeah, exactly, it is. Yeah. You know, they made it into Burger King way better than in any Burger King? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Burger yeah. King. Anyways, but the reality is, is that a, foods. a community of people coming together with the purpose of bettering something, it's going to continue to exist. We see it here in the Bay Area. People are like, why don't churches exist at a high form? Nonprofits exist at the highest form of any place in the United States right here. And it's because people find in some of these nonprofits that help people yeah. the things that they were looking for in church, which Especially is the ability to care and love. Oh yeah, God, the city it's crazy. And oh so, like, these things, they, they find themselves being placed in somewhere else. I don't think that churches have to be obsolete because I think that if they were to actually kind of push into that, um, it might actually be beneficial um, to people, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, the whole, yeah, the yeah. whole, we've been saying that. I, I mean, I got my first job at in 2010 and people were like, yeah, this whole preach in front of people is going to die soon. And, you know, here we are 10 years <laughs> later and it's like, and this you whole preach preaching today. is, yeah, it's dying here. I'm <laughs> preaching. You know, if we could get rid of preaching, I would be completely <laughs> down. Um, 
so Brian told me about this a while ago. This I don't, I don't even know what it's called, but um, like imagining the future for yourself and then it will happen. Oh, that, that's just a very kind of, uh, I think it's called new thought. There we um, go, whatever. Mani- um, manifesting, <laughs> the secret. There we go. Which is, it's more commercialized and less... Which uh, is a vision board. Your yeah. Pinterest and, and keyword is... Vision and board. Also, vision board. <laughs> we'll put Kim Kardashian, whatever women right. we need to put on there. And we'll, which we'll the, name them. the whole a, kind a of... a serious point about this. <laughs> but uh, just before you get yeah, to that, that like the, the disregard with which we yeah. kind of consider those, uh, those schools well, of thought just, are also sexistly. That's just prayer, though. That's just prayer being out. That's that's like the, the Impossible Burger. That's what they did to veganism. That's what the secret is. Um, prayer. It's, yeah, it's just, but not prayer, you know. Right. Um, but this intentional sort of, you know. But anyway, I've done it before. It's it kind of works. Um, so, um, <laughs> um, so if 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 I were to to be manifesting my thought of of of, of what a future church, what my future church would be. Um, It'd be where I'm allowed to come in, right, with my husband, um, with our kids, and yeah, there's 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 a there's a lesbian pastor giving the sermon. You know, um, I don't think it's asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's actually asking for the bare minimum, right? I think Logan's uh, the closest you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's asking for Methodism. <laughs> I guess I'm asking for Methodism. You're right. Um, but uh, and and, and you know. I, I might even get pushed back to how traditional my vision board is, right? Right. Um, <laughs> and that's really, all you wanted. Like, I know, right? Oh, and and Elizabeth Warren is perfect. It's what <laughs> I like about that, though, is there's probably been yeah. a lot of lesbian yeah. pastors that yeah. are just not yeah. gay. And, and how many and how much talent have we turned away um, because of that, you know? Um, how just the, just the utter loss of talent and spirituality and... Um, and how how many years have we set ourselves back in the mission? Yes. Because of this, you know. Um, so that that is my hope. Um, and, and and I do I get approval now from Laura? I don't know <laughs> why I want it. I need to talk to Dr. <laughs> Nigel about this, but uh, that's between Dr. Nigel and I. Um, <laughs> you always have my approval. <laughs> I I think for um, for my hope is I I guess. So assuming that, you know, I'm part of a community that has a very, you know, um, present day conservative kind of structure to it, my hope would be that the congregation um, maybe uh, stops giving offering after a sexist sermon and maybe anonymously like donating to the mothers running Sabbath school and um, for transitioning or gender experimenting teenagers to volunteer to be on stage as much as possible. Um, yeah, token them, yes. No, no, to, to <laughs> Empower the, them. It's, this is empower, empowering people. And, um, well, it's a representation issue. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, represent, representing, and then, but also, um, I don't know, I like the idea, I just like the idea of getting the um, the kind of lonely teenager in a church on uh, the pulpit because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I just like the idea of, you know, the near-forgotten member of the church um, being uh, listened to mm-hmm. for at least an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Guys, I think Brian wants to preach. <laughs> Are you that lonely teenager? <laughs> Yeah, I think just um, 
for folks to uh, put money where their mouth is because I think that's mm. the only, mm. um, you know, in the current, you know, capitalist institution under which the church institutions, at least in America, exist. I feel that that's, you know, the loudest thing to say at the moment. Uh, um, because so Ted Wilson, we're holding our tithes until you ordain women. <laughs> um, sorry, it just has to be this way. Um, um, I sign. I will sign that pledge. I'm just going to call it the Baptist pledge. Um, tithes withholding would would solve all of our problems. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said that from the beginning. We talk about race. We're totally losing our sponsorship. No, it's fine. <laughs> we talk about race all the time. I'm like, if we wanted to eliminate, like, not eliminate, but give regional conferences all the power and authority, which were the ones could just have a few of the major churches, um, Collegedale Church, PMC and Berrien, Union College, TVC, withhold their tithe and mm-hmm. say, hey, we're going to give it to the, the regional conference, the black conference, until you fix this. It'd be fixed in a week mm-hmm. because that's like 40 and 60% of some of these conferences' tithes. They just couldn't function without it. Is there this. any um, like procedure to do that besides just we're putting a in a trust. solidarity conversation between members of said church? Um, no, nah, the I mean, what you can you write that in the tithe asked. envelope to send safe. it to another regional? Safe. I mean, you could go onto the regional's website we'll and just give it to them. We'll bury it in the ground. <laughs> like like we'll make this side conversations <laughs> holding no value. <laughs> <laughs> can we agree that the men will pay? Twenty-five percent more. I'd assume that we Since already do. <laughs> <laughs> the American yeah, economy has taken care of that one. <laughs> the men are the only ones laughing. Since you can't. <laughs> okay. Thank um. But I like this. Course. We we t- we we set it up. Oh, we wallowed. We. <laughs> Wait. I think there's more hope though. We well, there's hope, and now we were withholding time. Like, this is good. The important this part is, is like a vision board though. We have Come control. On, like all five, <laughs> all five of us have leadership here. Mm. We don't have to hope if we want to empower women. We can. Um, we don't have to hope if we want to see women feel like priority here. We can. I can. I have a pulpit that is at my discretion weekly here, mm. um, and we don't have to talk about should we empower women in our communities. We can. We can do all of those things. Yeah. We don't have to look to the Adventist church as a whole and say, we can be the example of the church that Kobe speaks of. We can be the example of the church that Laura wants to keep going to. And we can be the example of the church that Isabel could grow up in and know that Mm. she's like going to be um, loved and respected and be able to lead and grow and Mm. all those things. Like that's kind of the unique thing maybe about us as a group here, being that we're all members of this, we make up, you know, 15 to 25% (laughs) of our normal attendance every week. Um, and we have the ability to say, yeah, we can be that. We can be the church um, that we hope for. Yeah. Um, and you can too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're at. Person be the change. The, the 25% that withholds. Don't withhold tithes. I'm not going to tell you to withhold tithes. Don't withhold tithes. But a better way to give tithes is just to send it to a pastor directly okay. instead of giving hey, it to a conference. Hey. Um, or, or someone who's not ordained to be a pastor. But, yeah, exactly. Hey. You know? Um, so Meaning. thanks so much for joining us for this. I don't know. You can send me money. <laughs> <laughs> 2236 Parker Street. <laughs> 94704. <laughs> if you're interested, I take all kinds. Uh, Venmo, Cash App, but never lost out. Um, I'm doing good work here, people. <laughs> and I'm super poor. <laughs> so this is one of those conversations that, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like they generally um, just keep going at a kind of incessantly uh, loudening uh, pace. So if, you know, feel free to listen to this and not say anything. Or if you have any questions or as to, like, next steps as to, I don't know, Adventist activism and, you know, using, you know, class privilege or racial privilege to the benefit of others but don't know who to have that conversation with. We're all <laughs> communicable via if easily found. If you're listening to this on the road, keep your eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important that you be safe. But Apparently feel... that's how people listen. So shout out to a listener that said they listened to us on the road today. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name. But um, literally the least Follow I can Follow me do on Twitter. At the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to reach out to us uh, at thebadventist at gmail.com or on Twitter or Instagram at badventism. Does anyone else want to publicize their personal information? No, don't at me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Y'all don't got Twitter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Logan, and Kobe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. And thank any guys. any last words or thoughts? Nope. Girl power. Yeah, amen. You're the woman. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, we have to do this, this sponsorship. We can do it. Later. Okay, we'll do it. This episode of The Badventist was sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology. This episode of The Badventist is also brought to you by The Contents of the Church Piano Bench. The Contents of the Church Piano Bench. The Master Key. A hymnal from 1955. And... Crayons? Crayons?